taking over other people's energies and emotions and then often feeling drained at the end of the day with no energy to do anything anymore uh, into using my intuition and my empathy to help people become a better version of themselves. everyone welcome to another episode of entrepreneurship decoded i'm so excited for you guys to meet barbara schauden she is a transformation coach all the way from the netherlands so i'm so excited for you guys to meet her so barbara how are you doing today hi alex thank you so much for having me on your show and i am doing great how are you i'm doing great thank you for asking so let's just dive right in um i usually yes. kind of ask people uh, at the start just to explain who they were, what was their life like before they became who they are today. So before you became your transformation coach, who were mm. you, what place were you in, and what were the kind of challenges and epiphanies that you had that led you to who you are today? Excellent questions. I used to work in IT for 17 years. I started out as a web developer, web designer, uh, then transformed into a programmer that's led to being a project manager, which led to being an agile coaching consultant. So a completely different life than what I am living right now. And what stood out the most for me was that I never really felt like I belonged or that I fit in. I was never really sure of myself. I was never really sure of the role that I was um, fulfilling in the companies. And I used to think, is this really it? Is this really all life has to offer? Because I was going through the motions, I was doing what was expected of me, but I never felt any real passion or any real connection or any real commitment. And that eventually led to me being burned out. Uh, it was due partly to the job, due to the demands of the job, um, high stress factors, but also not being happy, not being satisfied in your work in combination with the sudden termination of my long-term relationship with the guy that at the time I actually thought I was going to grow old with. So that combination that led to a serious burnout and that led to some serious soul searching to discover what it is that I then wanted to do because it became very clear to me during my burnout that I couldn't go on the way I was doing and that something had to change. But then the big question, obviously, is what? What needs to change and what are you going to do? And if you no longer want to do this job, then what else are you going to do? Because you have not studied for anything else. You have not learned anything else. So what is it then that you actually want to be? And um, that set me on a path of self-discovery, discovering who I am, discovering what makes me tick, discovering what I actually like and don't like. and uh, I talked to a lot of people and the conclusion I came up with is that I like to help people. I am at my best and I am at my happiest the moment I can make a positive difference for somebody else. And um, that first led to me becoming an acupuncturist because besides a coach, I'm also an acupuncturist. Um, but I am also a multi-potentialite. So that means that I have many different interests and many different um, potentials within me. And um, coaching is the other one that really makes my heart sing. So I often combine the two now in my own company. 
helping people to become the best version of themselves, to embrace who they are with everything that comes with it, and then to use that knowledge about themselves to create a life for themselves that makes their heart sing. That's awesome. I love how you took a lot of people kind of start out what they're doing, just having that low point in their life and having to just relook and rethink who they are and who they want to become. So what do you feel like was your major transformation or what were the main things that you learned when you were at the lowest point in your life? Also a very excellent question. What was the most important one for me was finding out that I'm a highly sensitive person. For the longest time, there were big parts of myself that I didn't understand. Um, I felt weird. I felt strange. I felt like an alien. I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt at some point even that there might seriously be something wrong with me. Because nobody around me seemed to think like me. Nobody seemed to act like me. Nobody seemed to value the same things that I was valuing. And... Um, that was also a big part of me ending up in that burnout because I am a perfectionist. That's part of being a highly sensitive person. But I also am very sensitive to other people's energies and emotions, um, taking over other people's stress, other people's sadness, other people's anger um, on top of my own and didn't know that that was possible. I always thought that what I was feeling was mine because I am feeling it. And it turns out that as a highly sensitive person, you can actually feel somebody else's pain or somebody else's sadness. And that was what used to happen to me when I was younger. I, from my own personality is bubbly and positive and enthusiastic. And then all of a sudden I could be inconsolably sad, crying my eyes out. And I remember my mother always asking me, why are you so sad? What happened? Did somebody hurt you? Were you hit? Did you fall? Um, somebody call you a name? And I was never able to answer that question because I had no clue why I was so sad. I had no clue why I was crying. And it wasn't until I discovered that I am a highly sensitive person and I discovered that I can feel somebody else's feelings that that piece of the puzzle fell into place for me and that I realized that it was not my sadness that I was crying out. It was somebody else's sadness. And that's why I could never tell why I was sad because it was not mine. So that was a very, very huge discovery. And that led to finding out more about high sensitivity, um, what it means for me specifically, um, how I am different from non-highly sensitive people, how things work for me and how I can stop feeling the downsides of being highly sensitive, like taking over other people's energies and emotions and then often feeling drained at the end of the day with no energy to do anything anymore, uh, into using my intuition and my empathy to help people become a better version of themselves. So that was huge, huge transformation in my life that really led to finally being happy. That's really, that's interesting to hear that you took what you thought was a weakness of yourself into just transforming it into a strength of helping other people, helping them, pushing them through what they're doing. So from that, we can kind of move on to uh, exactly what you do right now. So what, how do you help people with your, your sensitivity and your empathy 
and becoming a transformation coach? How are you able to provide value for people every day? Mm. That's also excellent questions. What I do for people is, is what I basically did for myself, but then much, much faster and much shorter. So I help them to not be, um, to not run away from the people that they are. Most of the highly sensitive persons that come into my practice either don't know that they are highly sensitive or they want to get rid of it. They feel ashamed by it and it only gives them sorrow and stress and um, they generally experience it as something undesirable and something that needs to go away. And what I do is I help them to see that they can handle the things that are challenges in a different way so they no longer are challenges. So that frees them up to actually look at the wonderful sides of being a highly sensitive person like being so empath empathetic or your intuition, but also your desire to help other people and to make the world a better place to live in for everybody, for instance. And, and take those gifts that have been handed to you and use them to connect with your soul's purpose, your calling, and then create a life for yourself that makes your heart sing. Usually that means that they end up owning their own business as well, helping other people do other things uh, that is in um, accordance to their passion and, and their strengths. That's really cool. Um, I, being someone like an entrepreneur and trying to find the strengths that move, move us forward and just being able to put as much value as we can out there, it's really cool to have people like you or coaches that can fuel us, figure out, you know, the either we have sensitivity problems or we have things that we think that are obstacles, but we could use them to just do what we love to do is really, really awesome, really cool. So um, what I usually ask now is like just from everything you talked about, moving forward from your uh, high sensitivity, moving that through. So what have you learned when you've become an entrepreneur? How, what are kind of the business things that you've learned from the most just becoming a business coach transformation coach and providing value for people well that's also a really good question you know i always say there is no other way of really getting to know yourself as good as i have now than by becoming an entrepreneur because when you work for a boss you usually have one hat on you are a programmer or you're a secretary or you are an accountant but when you become an entrepreneur you're suddenly everything you're the toilet girl you're the IT department you are the web design department you are the director but you're also the therapist you're also the sales department so a lot comes at you when you become an entrepreneur and obviously you're not good at everything from the get-go so there is a lot of things that you need to learn entrepreneurial wise but there are also a lot of things that you learn about yourself because undoubtedly you will hit obstacles you will hit blocks that usually have to do with limiting beliefs or um, old patterns that uh, helped you before but they are now blocking you for um, growing as an entrepreneur or uh, shining in, in, in your best way. So becoming an entrepreneur is already a great way in discovering more about yourself and transforming yourself more and more into the person that you actually want to be. 
and discovering, for instance, what your strengths and your weaknesses are is also a very important thing for entrepreneurs because if you are an introvert and you're very shy and you don't really like to speak to other people, then sales, for instance, will become a really tough thing. So that means that you need to outsource it to someone else and um, do only those things that lie within your power that actually fuel you and make you into the best version of the entrepreneur that you are. And it can also be that you are bad at math and uh, that numbers are not your thing. So that means that you need to hire an accountant as fast as possible to do your books so as to not come into problems with the IRS, for instance. So becoming an entrepreneur is, is a really big learning curve into getting to know the person that you are. And for me, that has been an amazing journey because I've never been as happy in my life as I am right now with the person that I am right now. And that's because owning your own company, it means freedom in the broadest sense of the word. I can choose which hours I want to work. I can choose which days I want to work. I can choose with which clients I want to work. I can choose with which, what projects I want to do, with which software I want to work, with whom I want to partner. Um, if I want to take a day off or if I take a week off or a month off or if I want to go uh, take my laptop and go work in Italy, for instance, for a half a year, it's freedom in a in, in broad sense of the word. And I don't think that that is possible uh, and certainly not as easily uh, when you start or keep working for uh, a boss. Yeah, that's that's great advice. I think you just explained entrepreneurship and the best way that you could. So that was a great description of it. So you kind of talked about the challenges and stuff that you went through. What were the kind of, what were the motivational factors? What were your why that pushed you to keep going, to keep becoming your, the transformation coach you are? Hmm. Well, the things that I learned is, is um, for instance, marketing and sales, which is a very important part for an entrepreneur. There are a lot of marketing and sales coaches out there that teach you fantastic stuff. But even though their stuff is fantastic and it works fantastically for them and maybe even also for a big part of their clients, it doesn't necessarily mean that it also works for you. And that was one of the things that was a major obstacle in, in my entrepreneurship in the beginning, that I was seemingly doing everything right. I had the free giveaway, I had the funnels, I had the newsletter, uh, I had the website. So whenever somebody who was an expert was looking with me to what I was doing, they would all say, oh, looks fantastic. But still no clients were coming in. And they couldn't explain that. So what I learned is that even though you are implementing somebody else's method to perfection, that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And what is a very important factor also in entrepreneurship is your mindset and your energy overall in who you are. So you can do everything right, but if you are still sending out signals like, I'm not ready for clients, then even though your marketing is perfect, your website is perfect, no clients are coming in. So being an entrepreneur is much more than just learning stuff from other people. And what I also learned is, especially for us highly sensitive entrepreneurs, is um, we need to feel 
and we need to use our intuition whenever we do sales calls or when we do marketing, for instance. Because I had learned um, uh, a sales script, uh, questions you can ask your prospects to get to a point where you can decide, I want to work with you, you want to work with me, let's work together. And that was giving me so much stress because they were questions that you need to memorize and then you were asking a question and they would ask something that's not in your script and then you were like, oh my Lord, how does that fit into this script and what is then the next question that I need to ask? And your clients sense that stress, they sense that desperation on the other side and usually that means that they won't buy. So what I have learned is that I need to treat a, a, a conversation with a prospect as if I am coaching one of my clients just by having an honest conversation with someone and just getting to know them and then let it flow naturally. And then maybe we will work together, maybe we will not, but at least we've had a good conversation. And for me, that method is really working instead of using the scripts that I had been taught, for instance. And those are things that they don't teach you. <laughs> things that you had to find out and that you needed to overcome. That's awesome. I, I love how you, instead of using other people's scripts and other people's ideas, you built your own kind of thing. You found out what you're good at, what works for you, and implemented that to create a successful business. So that's really awesome to see and really inspiring to people listening or watching to this. So um, I'm kind of curious, I was thinking about this question as you were talking about kind of how you said that how you meet with people and you try to build that relationship and sense how, how they are and just try to build that. How have you been doing that with, you know, these online calls with Zoom instead of having to meet people in person? I'm not sure how the situation there is in the Netherlands, but how have you been able to just develop that relationship without using your senses or without meeting people in person? I first thought that Zoom would be an obstacle in that because we are very sensing and I thought that you needed to have an in-person conversation to be able to sense those things. But I have discovered that that is not true, especially with Zoom. I'm also able to see and hear other people, which gives me about as much information as I would have gotten when we had met in person. But even when I talk on the phone with people, um, you use your intuition more and you listen more. And one of our gifts, for instance, is that we are able to read between the lines. So we are able to hear the things that are not being said. So when someone tells a story, I call it instinct, call it intuition, but I sense all the other stuff that is going on. And that allows me to ask questions that allows them to share those things with me. And usually they are very surprised that you are so spot on and that you know to ask the right questions to quickly get the pain points above water, for instance. And um, that also gives the feeling that you know what you're talking about and that gives them a sense of um, trust and I think that's the most important thing yeah, to know, uh, to build a, a sort of trust with people. And that's also why I have a YouTube channel where I make videos, for instance, where I answer questions from everybody that asks me a question, be it a client, a prospect, a newsletter, a newsletter reader, or someone I've never met before. It doesn't really matter. But no question is silly. So I, I try to answer those questions. And by watching those videos, you already get a really good sense of who I am, 
how I work, uh, how I think, and the same with my podcasts and with the articles that I write on LinkedIn. So that usually already gives a sort of baseline for the conversations and the people that I meet. And well, if you then just are caring and, and genuinely interested in the other person and their story, meaning giving them a lot of room to talk and you talk as little as possible, um, then um, yeah, that usually does the trick. That's really cool. And that's pretty powerful to be able to do that. Just listening to people and figuring out, you know, read between the lines and just using the tone of their voice just to figure out what, what lies beneath the surface. So I think, I don't know if a lot of people can do that. How have you been able to really utilize that skill and is it something you can learn or is it kind of something you're born with or can you work towards just building that kind of communication skill? For me, it's something I'm born with. It's one of the things that is a characteristic for a highly sensitive person. So about 20% of the population is highly sensitive and they will all have this ability in more or less um, uh, the same way. It depends on how often they have used it, how well they can use it. Uh, usually they need to discover it and learn to trust in it to be able to use it. But in a in ascension, every highly sensitive person has this ability. That doesn't mean that the other 80% does not have this ability. Um, a lot of them don't, uh, some of them do, and to a certain degree it can also be taught because it has to do with uh, watching the mimic of someone's face, for instance, your face, but also your body language, if you cross your arms or if you slouch or if you are straight, uh, there are all signs that tell you something. So um, actors, for instance, learn how to do this in order to play a role. So a big part of this is also um, teachable. Um, but for highly sensitive people, it, it just comes naturally. And this is one of the gifts that I yeah, really see with, with highly sensitive people. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was 20% of people in the world who are highly sensitive and can use different abilities to their strengths to either build relationships, communicate with people. That's really awesome. And really something that I think a lot of people should hear, if, especially if they're, they think they're highly sensitive or they don't know that yet, but they have all these emotions. And I think that'll bring a lot of value yes. to people. Yeah. So just final question overall from everything you've learned from having your own business, from your transformation, learning about yourself from your lowest point in life, what would be your advice for people who were just starting out as an entrepreneur um, who are going through trying to become their, a business leader but are stuck, what kind of advice can you provide them? Don't be too proud to ask for help. What I see is that a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to reinvent the wheel and not always succeeding very well. And usually they have limiting beliefs like I cannot afford help or I cannot afford a coach. Um, but it also costs a lot of money to reinvent the wheel when you don't need to reinvent that wheel. And you're also having blind spots for certain parts within yourself that only an impartial outsider can point out to you or help you overcome. Because a lot of limiting beliefs people are not aware of that they are having them. 
So what helped me the most was investing in myself, but also investing in a coach. And I think that every successful entrepreneur should have like a coach or a mentor or a sparring partner next to them uh, to help them on their way. And it doesn't have to be one for a very long period. It can also be a couple during um, a couple of years, for instance, because it also depends on where you are at your level, whom would suit you the most at that time. But don't be too proud to admit that you could use help and don't be too proud to reach out uh, to talk. You know, I, I have, for instance, uh, a quiz on my website, a free quiz that you can take to find out if you are a highly sensitive person. So anybody that's listening or watching today that thinks, well, that's interesting. I want to know more about it for someone else or for myself. Just take the quiz or I also have a checklist you can download for free. That will really help. And I also offer free uh, virtual coffees to people as an initial meeting to just talk with me and find out if you need help and what kind of need, help you need. And if it's not me, then I can refer you to somebody else. But take that step. If you feel like you're stuck or if you're serious about your business, really wanting to earn money, really having big dreams and, and potentials you want to live up to, then have a coach because I have a coach, my coach has a coach and her coach also has a coach. So all the successful entrepreneurs that I know, they have someone that helps them, that supports them, that spars with them, and that helps them to, to get where they want to be. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I was talking to someone yesterday for an interview and they said that they becoming a coach or having a coach for themselves, if you, it, it's easy to just ask those questions and to go through and figure out kind of the not necessarily take the beaten path, but figure out what works, what doesn't work, so you can bypass the, that time just trying to figure out things that should be easily solved at the beginning. So I think that's just great advice. I really appreciate you coming on today, Barbara. And <clears throat> with you guys watching or listening, like she said, um, she has those checklists and the quiz and then a virtual copies. All her information is down below in the description. Um, and then as you guys know, my ebook is now live, The Secret Success Guide to Provide You Value on New Consumer Behavior, a couple of secrets in there. So that's also down below. Thank you, Barbara. You've given us so much advice and guidance, and I really appreciate you coming on today. You're welcome, Alex, and I really appreciate the chance to be here today. So thank you also for uh, this wonderful talk together. Yes, thank you.